Hi, thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to all the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Ghostface is back, as I'm sure you've all heard. Today we're reviewing Scream 6, which made $43.5 million at the box office this weekend, which is actually the best opening of all of the films ever. Huh. We'll discuss if it, if it's worthy of the highest box office. And uh, like usual, we'll give you listeners a signal before we talk about any spoilers. And uh, we'll start, you know, of course, with our spoiler-free review. So is this Ghostface unlike any we've seen yet, like they're saying? Is this the best Scream film since the original, like they're saying? We're going to let you know today on High on, on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. Alright, so before we get into the movie here, I wanted to bring up that due to the success of Scream 6 and uh, the hype from uh, pre-sales alone before the movie even hit theaters, a seventh Scream film has already been greenlit and starts filming later this year by the same group, Radio Silence. Um, why? <laughs> I mean, I'm it's seriously- It's making money, man. Why? That's why. I mean, money. Yeah. Well, Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much every sequel, but, like, are they going to make it to space eventually? Ghostface in space? Uh, I mean, it rhymes. <laughs> you got to make it happen. I mean, if, if uh, what the hell is it, Fast and the Furious went to space? What the fuck? They went to space? I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't I've been hearing that. Maybe it's just a rumor I heard. But I don't like, think the Fast and the Furious went to space. But I do know for a fact they did want to do a crossover with Jurassic World. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the, they would have like trapped the dinosaurs by like using the like cars. Like <laughs> shit, so ridiculous. Fam would have beat the dinosaurs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, dinosaurs are strong, but they ain't stronger than family. <laughs> I'll be the tagline of the poster. <laughs> but um, be strong. Yeah. So the uh, the whole New York concept, though, uh, this came from writers Guy Busick and Jamie Vanderbilt. Oh, I didn't know they wrote Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> no, they wrote Ghostface. Ghostface takes Ghostface, Manhattan. Damn. Ghostface takes Manhattan. Um. No. So to to Guy and Jamie, Scream Five was like the homage film. And now uh, six here is a fresh start. So they wanted to bring a new energy to the series and make it feel, you know, new. And uh, a new setting will do that. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's your response? Yeah, that's all I got for now. <laughs> well, uh, how about um, Dermot Moroni uh, said something interesting that I think that you would appreciate. I wanted to bring this up to you of all people. Um, he said that the Scream series has created its own weather system in the horror universe. Do you think that that's true? I'm, I'm not sure I understand what he means by that. Like, he's talking about the fandom and how, like, they can just kind of keep rechanging it and, like, bringing it back. And, like, it's just, like, its own beast in the horror. Yeah. I, I don't people, think, I mean, I, I, People I, that love Scream fucking love Scream, but <laughs> for, for me... It's a little different, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's true, though. There are people who, uh, I mean, I saw it all over Facebook, and I'm not shitting on people. If that's your thing, do it, do it, you know? But 
um, all over Facebook and Instagram, it's just people wearing like uh, ghost face jerseys with their socks with ghost face on them pulled up to their knees and their ghost face beanie and their ghost face gloves and their screen blanket that they have to bring to the theater. And I love movies more than anybody. I do nothing but watch movies, but I do not celebrate movies like that. I do not like dress up. And there was even somebody I know who dressed up for the fucking Super Bowl commercial. They were sitting in front of their TV and posted <laughs> about it. That's a little extra. That they, with their ghost face mask on, who's excited for this for the trailer today but, uh, i don't i don't do that I don't, if you do that cool but to me I, i'm not i don't i'm not that kind of a fan i guess say you're a bigger fan if you want but um i, I don't I, yeah i just i don't i don't feel that i need to like dress like head to toe in this like drip in order to be a big fan of something to uh two points but uh oh shit i'm so fucking high but uh yeah, we just started. i was gonna say i say that but then i i bought the scream cups he came with the two pack and i bought the screen popcorn tin but i mean i love the first film yeah i mean sure it's okay to buy some merchandise but like to like i i don't do it for halloween either but people do it for halloween and they'll dress like michael myers to go see the movie and i'm like i just i don't know i don't first of all i'm too uh, fat to fit into the cover all second of all i'm too fat to breathe in that mask for two hours third of all just not interested in wearing a costume um Speaking of blank, it's the people that we were at the theater with. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they was trying to get down. You, Nicole, and I all went to see it. They were down at the one end of the row. They had their like blanket all up on yep. them. <laughs> and then they yep. were in other people's seats, so they moved down, and they were like a seat in between them and Nicole. And then the other end was empty. They literally grabbed their stuff, got up, and ran to the they end. They ran. Of, like ran to the end of the aisle. Yeah. And then eventually, I mean, maybe it didn't go so well. Nicole said the girl was on her phone, like, towards the end of the movie. He probably, like, blew out looking at Courtney <laughs> Cox or something. <laughs> uh, Courtney yeah. Cat. But imagine uh, cleaning uh, them seats. That was Courtney Cox. I thought that was Steven Tyler. <laughs> imagine cleaning them seats, I mean, though. Yeah. Yeah, you go to, like, unrecline them. I don't all, like, know, because, I mean, I my man know, got man. up a couple times. Maybe he had to go get some napkins. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, right. moving on. Anyway, uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, by the way, to you listeners out there, please don't go to the movies to fornicate. There are people <laughs> who are really trying to watch a movie. It is not entertaining or fun. Um, but was the movie they make it better than the movie we were watching? We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. <laughs> but I, I didn't see the cameras set up, so if the, <laughs> they were making a movie. I mean, whoever was in the projection booth probably you was making a movie. You got to go to the bathroom one time, and as soon as you got, like, they had to have been doing something, because as soon as you went past, that dude just, like, popped up, like, like stood up, like, out of his seat. And then, like a minute later, he like he he left too. I guess I don't know, go to the bathroom or something. But oh damn! But he came back in before you, so I don't know. Damn, maybe he saw my sexy ass walk by and popped off. Ugh. He's gonna come get your number. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. before we discuss the film, uh, what are we smoking today, man? Some more pineapple fields. I need to get the dispensary and get some more stuff. But yeah, I brought I brought I brought some more of that. Oh, pineapple. Well, I had some of the uh, white truffle, oh, the triple hex white yeah, truffle, we, but we, we just that. blasted through that before we started recording. So well, we uh, we uh, smoked that um, the other the other day when we were watching the uh, Bride of Frankenstein commentary, getting doing some research for that episode. Yeah, it's coming up soon. Yeah, so we've been getting pretty baked off of uh, white. Yeah, white white truffles. That shit yep. smelled good. White truffle and uh, white truffles. pineapple fields, man. Some good stuff today. All right, so it's my turn. To take it. 
All right, here we go. Scream 6, a.k.a. Ghostface Takes Manhattan, as we said, is a 2023 slasher horror movie. Uh, if you're not aware, it takes place in the Scream franchise. And it's the sixth film. Yeah, the sixth one. You know, it's the sequel to Scream. Direct sequel to Scream. You know, just like Halloween. Had to name it the same same thing twice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have uh, Blackmore University... Uh, Professor Laura Cranes, played by Samara Weaven, uh, is an expert in slasher films. Uh, she's murdered outside of a bar in New York City by her student, uh, Jason Carvey, who's wearing a ghost face costume. He kind of like lures her, and it was just... I like Samara Weaven, so I don't have any problem with her, but it just was a long, drawn-out process of, you know, what was exactly going to happen. Agreed. And, uh, and it's not ruining anything, because this happens in, what, like the first like five minutes? Yeah, I, I, I like uh, Samara as well, um, so I'm not going to complain about her, but the pacing of this and the setup to this was just so uh, juvenile, man. I, I was not, from the start, I thought, oh, we're in trouble if this is how they're going to start setting shit up. Yeah, and uh, why did he toss the outfit? His fingerprints were all over that. Like, take that with you. He did. He put it in his backpack. I thought he threw it into a garbage can. No, he put it in his backpack oh, and carried okay. it on his shoulder. I'll take back my criticism there. <laughs> There's plenty of other things I could levy. Which, spoiler alert. Uh, yes, Jason plans with his roommate Greg to kill the Carpenter sisters from Scream, uh, but receives a call from a different ghost face who kills Greg and subsequently stabs Jason to death. Uh, then we have the story. It follows Sam Carpenter and her sister, Tara. They're now in New York city. I will say, uh, they had a better, I guess, better way of getting to New York than Jason did. Like, <laughs> yeah, they did it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it didn't take 45 minutes into the movie for him to get to New York. They're already there. Uh, and they're living with, uh, their friends and they all are attended Blackmore university. Uh, Sam's being targeted due to an online conspiracy theory that she orchestrated the killings from the last movie and uh, framed and framed um, Richie uh, Kirsch yeah. for it. Uh, the group's pursued by Ghostface. He attacks them in various locations, uh, leaving masks used in the previous Ghostface killings at the scenes. We get them in the grocery store. Uh, best for me was at the party because the best part was they're playing too short. Yeah, blow the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh the corner store was nice but i uh, i liked um at the party as you just mentioned <laughs> when sam shows up uh there's this one guy that just yells holy shit it's that psycho girl <laughs> and i thought immediately i go oh shit that's john i was like if john funny, were at that party that was exactly what you would have done and i looked over at nicole i said is that me and she goes yeah <laughs> so, yeah that'd probably be me <laughs> I can't even argue. I'm just out loud. It's that psycho bitch. Yeah, and, and Tara's doing her own thing at this party, man. She's uh, trying to experiment. You know, she's about to get ragdolled at one point. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yes, and they stepped in and stopped that. Um, I just felt like a lot of the beginning of this movie just was... <sighs> <laughs> I don't know how to explain spoiler it. Spoiler free. We're, we're still the non-spoiler spo stuff. It's spoiler free, but... This is by well, far the weakest opening in the franchise. In the, the, we no, get, bar none. We get bar none. Ghostface, like, I think, almost... I think, I, think, I think we get Ghostface almost too much. Like, it's like every scene. Yeah, I agree with that. 
And and then it's like you see him for a while, and then sometimes it's just a while before anything happens. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, is, like I said, the pacing from the start is very. Uh, it made me think right away. Oh man, we're in trouble. And uh, yeah, the, the sisters end up meeting FBI agent Kirby Reed, um, played by I always Miss Hayden Panettiere or something. Panettiere, yeah, Panettiere. I'm not sure. Uh, coming back, uh, from four and, uh, one of the roommates. Let me just stop you right there real quick before you finish. I just want to say that the music when Kirby comes on screen is the stupidest shit. Like when, as soon as it sees her and everybody, as soon as you see her and she turns around and everybody realizes it's her, there's this like cheesy triumphant music that plays. It's so (laughs) ridiculous. I forgot about that. Just totally ruined her fucking comeback in my opinion, but. Well, the her the introduction to our comment. That's I, I would be embarrassed if I were in a movie and I'm like, oh shit, here's my scene, and then it shows me that music playing. I'd be like, oh, I kind of fucked that up, didn't I? Anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the roommates uh, was her name Quinn. Yeah, her dad is the local cop there because her. It's funny because the two Carpenter sisters, new character Quinn, new yeah. character Quinn. Yeah, uh, the two Carpenter sisters moved together. <coughs> Excuse me, and. Uh, Quinn says that her dad did the same thing when she went to college. But, uh, so he was working on the case, and then they said the FBI takes it over, and we get Kirby. And then uh, we get Gail Weathers. Uh, She reveals that Sydney and her family have gone into hiding due to recent attacks. And my God, like, (sighs) did you really have to play the same exact scene (laughs) from one and make Gail back into being like a mega bitch again? Right. And the same thing, sold a book and everything. Sold Sold a book. book. Had the same conversation where she she said the same thing in the first one. If I didn't write it, somebody was. And then, and uh, then yeah, she ducks the yep, Sam the takes punch. a swing and she fucking ducks his oak. She's like, oh, I've been through this. What'd she say? Something like, this ain't my first rodeo, honey, or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then fucking Tara, Jenna Ortega clips her with a right hook and it's <laughs> weak as fuck. Weak ass right hook. Weak ass right hook. There was no scene of uh, Gail having a bruised jaw in this <laughs> movie. And uh, Ghostface uh, murders Dr. Stone and steals Sam's file. And then uh, Ghostface attacks the group. Um, I'll stop right there. I won't mention what happens after after there. But he, he, he has another attack on the group. I think maybe we can stop there for spoilers. You all get the point. They went to New York. Ghostface is after them. We're trying to find out who the killers are amongst the new characters that have been added. Like... Uh, like John had just mentioned, say Detective Bailey and um, uh, Ethan. There's another new character who's someone uh, that hangs yeah. out in the crowd, you know. And then there's uh, the core four. The core, yeah, the core four. And, that they uh, call themselves that. And then there's you know uh, Danny who uh, plays um, Sam's boyfriend, and he always look, has a look on his face the whole movie, like someone shoved a lit cigarette up his ass. I don't know what the. <laughs> Uh, I don't he, know. He, he kind of looks like great. You won't get the reference, but uh, some of our sports fans might. He looks like great value brand Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but uh, but either way, um, yeah. So they go to New York to chase by Ghostface again. Uh, why is they chase him there? What's his what's his uh, what's his point? What does he want? Stick around for the spoilers to find out. But now I guess we'll give you our uh, ratings of. Yeah. The film before we get into spoilers. So I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, Scream 6 is more of the same from what we got from the last movie. It's just a boring, unengaging plot. 
Uh, so many things that uh, make me go, what the hell were they thinking? Uh, there's numerous times in the film where they could have just jumped Ghostface, like whoever Ghostface was at that time, and they, they could have just ran fades on him. <laughs> you know, like, one of you's probably going to get stabbed, sure, but there's four of you. Just, like, jump the motherfucker. Like, and there's only one really ever on the screen. Yeah, right. Um, some some others I'll go into spoilers. It's just another lazy, uninspired edition of a film series that only ever had one great movie in its franchise. Like, Damn. I guess that's maybe a little harsh, but I'll I'll go four point four. Damn four four point four out of ten. All right, so uh, okay, so. Let me start with I just shit on the movie, so let me just say what I liked about the movie before I finish before I go into my uh, finishing up what I don't like. Um, so, what I did like about the movie got to see Ghostface, got to see some cool killings. That's what I liked about the movie. Um, I, I liked not necessarily how brutal. Ghostface was. Everybody always talked about how brutal and like how you know how brutal he was in this movie. To me, that wasn't what really stood out to me. What stood out to me was how ballsy he was. How he would just jump out and take on a room full of people, like you said. There, he didn't just like stab and slip away like he does in the other movies. Like Ghostface was straight up jumping out with five people in the room, coming out of wall. And like, like you said, that's where there was opportunity in this one for him to have gotten hopped. Like if they yeah. had pulled their strength in numbers, but the ballsiness of him, the, the, the fact that he was willing to just walk into a room full of people outnumbered and not give a fuck, that was what I liked. And like, I dug the whole don't give a shit go his face. Not really necessarily uh, how brutal he was. Um, people really had me hype for this one. There was a lot of there was a lot of praise, man. A lot of praise being heaped on it, and now I'm a little mad because uh, to me it was absolutely nothing special. Paper thin plot, five out of ten. Uh, you know what? I didn't say anything good about this movie. I will say the one thing <laughs> I did I did kind of like was uh, cinematography. <laughs> I was gonna say the ghost face shrine. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the, the shrine room. Yeah, yeah, I liked that as I well. I mean, they're kind of all similar, but it's still cool. Yeah, I definitely liked that as well. All right, so uh, we're gonna get into spoilers. So if you don't want any spoilers, go get yourself some Jimmy Deans or something, some sausage links, sausage. <laughs> Why don't you get some Jimmy Dean sausage and uh, get yourself a large chunk of that Good Morning feeling? All right, well. Uh, like I said, uh, Scar Scarface. God damn it! I did that joking around before we started this. Uh, fuck, Ghostface. Like I said, he attacked the group. Uh, he kills Quinn and Annika, and uh, he leaves the mask used in a previous Woodsboro killing at the scene. And now uh, we have Wayne Bailey, who's Quinn's father. He was the detective that was on the case before. Well, I guess. Uh, Kirby's kind of working with him. She's not taking over the case. She she even said she wanted to work with him yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, he's taken off the case following his daughter's death, but he vows to avenge her. And the group is taken to an abandoned cinema set up as a shrine to the ghost face killers. Uh, actually, Gail tells him about it. She just happened to come across it in her investigation. Because she did some investigating. Because she's a, she's a true investigative journalist. But they realize here that the masks that have been being left at all of the killings were taken off of the mannequins in this room that had all of the costumes set up from the prior killings. And uh, the uh, group kind of plans to trap Ghostface there. And uh, during their escape, 
uh, they discover that Wayne is the third ghost face. But they, they try to, like, set him up, and then he's at Gail's house. He fucks mm. Gail up. He kills her new boyfriend. Yeah, Gail's dead. <laughs> Damn. And she fucking, like, a cold-hearted bitch, because he was like... Ghostface is like, all oh, those muscles didn't save him. She's like, nope, guess not. I'm like, damn, what a bitch. I, I got the idea. Maybe he was, she was just, you know, he was just her side piece or something. Like, maybe they weren't close. You know, I don't know. Because yeah, she was a little cold but about still, it. still, man, he's a I, human I, being with feelings. I well, not anymore, but. <laughs> I don't see her having reacting that way to, like, say, Dewey. But, yeah, like, but with this guy, she just didn't seem to give a shit. That was fuck, the idea that I Gail. got. But, uh, yeah, Gail. Gail, who's that blonde, blonde bitch that always capitalizes on, like, people dying? I fucking... Nancy Grace? Yeah, she fucking Nancy Grace. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, that's... that's. But, uh... Yeah, so not only... Wayne is the third ghost face. He has two children. Ethan, who, uh... Was there when, uh... Oh... What is her one friend from the core four? I can't remember her name. Oh, um... I don't know, Mindy? Mindy, thank yeah. you. They got separated on the uh, on the two different uh, subways. But, uh, yeah, Ethan was with her, and she kept suspecting it was Ethan. And when she got stabbed, she was like, oh, I guess I was wrong. But she was actually right. Yeah. Uh, Quinn, they faked Quinn's death because Wayne made sure he was there first and switched bodies. I don't know what body. Like, he just used some cadaver body. I guess he just carried it with them yeah <laughs> uh but anyway sam and uh tara fight off the bailey family and sam ultimately ends up killing wayne kirby smashes the television set that killed Stu mocker over ethan's head and kills him and sam agrees to let tara live independently and tara agrees to go to therapy as mindy chad and kirby are taken to the hospital sam discards her father's ghost face mask billy loomis case uh for some reason you didn't know and uh follows tear into the city so everybody fucking lives somehow except well, maybe gail i will uh i'm pretty sure that yeah that's true i'm pretty sure that's true you know i said that gail's dead but really the last we hear is a faint pulse so i think that they left that kind of open-ended in case she doesn't want to return for a sequel but is nobody gonna mention how gail had like a talk show like Nancy Grace, sort of in the prior film that Dewey was watching, like when he was getting drunk in his little like rundown trailer. But now all of a sudden, coincidentally, for who knows what reason, Gail left Woodsboro and she's in New York City too. Yeah. Why? Why? It just makes zero sense. Like she's gonna uproot where she lives and live in the same. What? Like the the, the it's it, it doesn't make sense. It, it it was stupid to do that. Um. I know that they wanted Gail back, but I just feel like they could have done better than that. That was really annoying to me. And um, I wanted to say that Detective Bailey's exposition at the end was the worst part of the film. <laughs> he for was me. so fucking over the top. That was, yeah. He goes from a very serious, like, button up, straightforward, like, cop you get in a lot of horror movies. Like, yeah. He's not a dick, but he's very serious and takes his profession. And then he's just like. He, you want to know who it kind of reminded me of a little bit? Who was Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face? <laughs> yeah, totally, all giggly and like, shit. <laughs> and like yeah, just, like yeah. all of a sudden he's just like, yeah. Ah, I'm like, okay, that yeah. Um, Some of the stuff did make me laugh, um, but I wanted to say back about everybody living. I want to say Kirby got shot. Yeah, and we don't see her for uh, five ten minutes, and then she pops back up to shoot 
I don't even remember now. She shoots somebody. Maroni. Yeah. And then she gets stabbed in the liver and she somehow lives. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, it's the other thing is that, uh, so, yeah, it's so like you're saying, like, it just seems like all of the heroes of this movie, Kirby included, were sort of safe. Like, none of them died. They got hurt and just seemed to be invincible. Um, I think for me, the one part was, uh, Chad. Chad literally gets jumped by two ghost faces at once in front of Tara and Sam. And he's uh, this guy, you know, Chad, he's on his knees. And there is two ghost faces puncturing the shit out of him, like uh, turning him into a fucking voodoo doll, just stabbing him all over his fucking chest and abdomen and neck and arms. Just And meanwhile, Sam holds Tara. And they just basically are like, you know, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go, and just watch him die instead yeah. of helping him. And then by the time they fucking leave, like they're ready to actually leave the room, the ghost faces are done fucking killing him and stabbing him. And then they just fucking turn and start chasing Sam and Tara. What the fuck? And uh, by the way, uh, Chad also lives, as you said, you know, yeah. part of the, the core four. They're untouchable, apparently. And it, this everybody movie, was. This movie just seemed like a, a reason to kill Gail off and move forward with the core four. She really was the only kill. Yeah, you know, and uh, but but about Kirby, well, I, I, mean, I said this to you. What's that? I was gonna say. I mean, the ghost face get killed, but yeah. <laughs> um, but about Kirby, because you would talk, just mentioned her uh, getting stabbed. The the part where. There's there's a point where uh, Maroni uh, or I'm not uh, I'm not gonna go by his name, uh, Dermot Maroni. I'll go by uh, Detective Bailey. There's or a part Wayne. where where yeah where he convinces the core four that um, Kirby is the killer, and they're actually believing it for a good twenty minutes at the end of the film. They're like Kirby's the killer. Look out for her. Look out for her. Kirby's the killer, and like in several scenes prior. When you see them all walking together in the street, the core four, uh, uh, Bailey and Kirby, when you see them all walking together, you see that she's the shortest. She comes up to like everybody's fucking shoulder. Yet they suddenly believe that she's ghost face. They didn't notice yeah. that a little five foot ghost face was running around when they've swipe. already they've already encountered ghost face and he's taller than her, but all of a sudden there's supposed to be a five foot version running around and nobody nobody questions that. I just <laughs> yeah, she got them kiss boots on. <laughs> but um other, the other thing was Tara absolutely happy birthday to meet Ethan. Remember the cover of that movie where it's a fucking shish kebab? Yeah. She fucking stabs him in the mouth with a knife. I liked that. And why was Sam's boyfriend Danny allowed in at the very end? Like yeah. when when the cops come into the, the killer's like shrine museum and start saving the day, the uh, fucking uh, like before the paramedics <laughs> yeah. check on her before even the cops question Danny her about just anything. Runs in and hey, how you doing? And gives her the romantic like embrace. And it's like you're not even married. Like you're yeah. not family. Like I, that was just again. People only know you've been fucking for like two days a lot of questionable things in this movie and, and screen movies before have relied on like hollywood forgiveness but this movie i feel like really relied on they really just took shortcuts and were like eh, it's okay um not nearly sophisticated enough and clever enough to be part of this well it is part of the series but it, it's 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 weak man it's weak also i want to talk about uh wayne why did he charge Tara when he had a gun in his hand? She yes. had a knife. He had a gun, and he charges her. No, 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 no. She had a gun and went to shoot him and was empty. Yeah. He has a gun. And instead of fucking shooting her, they charge each other and then fall off a balcony and fall to a yeah, table. Yeah, shit's stupid. Yeah, like, like again, quite just questionable. Like, people doing stupid shit. Like, again, we'll go back to the beginning, the opening with uh, Samara. Like, 
that everything that she did in the opening was fucking stupid. Yeah. Everything that she did was stupid and like the opposite of what people in screen movies should be doing. Yeah, basically. And uh also like talk about dumb shit. Ghostface they had a clear shot at Ghostface. He's about I forget who he was about to kill. Have a clear shot. <sighs> or I think it was I think it was uh Courtney Cock. Uh Gail. He was about to kill her, and they say something like, hey, asshole, or was something like that. Like, he didn't even know you were there. Just fucking blast him. Yeah, because then once they say that, he looks up and then and runs, skitters and, off. And, and misses getting shot. Like, lives to kill so another stupid. day. Yeah. What do you Predictable, man. What do you think's worse, this entire movie <laughs> or, Gail, or Gail's hairline in part three? <sighs> this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. This entire movie. This this dropped the bomb. So I'm going to rank the screen movies. I actually didn't script this, but I'm going to do this now that we're talking. I'm going to go the first one. And you said that, you know, this series only had one good movie. I would disagree just to say that I think four was really good. I really liked four. Uh, so to me, it would be one, four, three. I'm sorry. One, four. <laughs> sorry, this fucking six level. One, four, two. Three, five, six. Yeah, that's just one. <laughs> just for I, you, it's that's just all one. You need. I don't acknowledge other ones. Shit was fucking. I don't. I don't even see. Like, I don't know if it was this was worse than five. I don't know. To me, it was because my expectations uh, were higher for five. I had high high expectations going into that movie. I had higher expectations for this one. I feel like we so might maybe have flopped a little bit. Yeah, but I feel like they're about the same, to be honest. I just um, I can say that uh, after this, I don't know where they plan on going for part seven, <laughs> but uh, but I'm like, I'm definitely uh, uh, I don't have the hype trains dead for me. And this is the hype trains dead for me. You know, I'm, this I'm, I'm is not the third movie that's taking place away from Woodsboro. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, next year we'll be reviewing Scream 7, probably around the same time, but... Uh, we'll be here, it was funny, when I was talking with Nicole on the way home, and she was like, uh, she goes, if you and Drew keep coming to these movies and you hate them, why do you keep seeing them? I said, because I have to, because we gotta review them. I know <laughs> I'm probably not gonna like it, but, like, I gotta go see it. If you told me that I was gonna enjoy Cocaine Bear... <laughs> Yeah, more, I'd have rather watch Cocaine Bear again. I would have said no way, but it's absolutely. Oh, the truth. I would have. If you would have asked me, like, yeah, I would have. I would have thought I would have enjoyed Cocaine Bear better, <laughs> but I don't have high expectations from this series. It's like, damn. Even Hellraiser had more more movies that were better in its franchise. At this point, yeah, Scream's becoming the new Saw. They're just gonna pump one out every year with uh, a twist at the end of every one, and it's just it's just done, man. It's just done. I might take Saw Six over. Uh, Scream six. I don't know. I don't know. That's a brutal double bill, man. I you mean, give me a Detective fab Hoffman is better than everything in Scream. Give me a fab. And they line. still got Tobin Bell. You still you still got scenes with Tobin Bell. That's just no, enough but, to beat Scream. No, listen. You give me a fat blunt and tell me to do a double bill, and it's still going to be a rough double bill to sit through. I don't know, man. Oh, I'm sleeping. That's something we should do, like uh, like a tournament of like terrible sequels. <laughs> Halloween ends. It's going to be the first one. We're going to sleep through that whole marathon. Wake up and fucking uh, see the Chuckies on. Be like, ah, uh, 
we can watch this. Jennifer Tilly's in this. You see, it's the same thing I'm trying to talk about with Saw Six. Like you got Tobin Bell. I mean, he got the titty factor, but that's enough. <laughs> All right, I think we need to wrap this episode up. All right. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for all the horror. Yeah, the fuck was that? Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. Uh, so next week we'll be coming at you with City Five. That's sixty five. It's the new Ky- Kylo Ren movie. <laughs> it's what Jurassic Park meets a space space movie. Yeah, it's you know going back in time sixty five million years and. Discovering dinosaurs, not Jurassic Park shit where you can control them, but real wild yeah, but you, dinosaurs. But you so, got uh, guns, so you can fucking blow them motherfuckers up. But we'll see how it goes. I can't <laughs> we'll wait to, to talk about that. Hopefully, one. Kylo do okay. But uh, make sure to tune in. We'll have that review for you. Make sure to follow us online at High on Horror 420 at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And uh, you can always send us some PPA questions. Puff at Puff Ask. Puff Puff Ask at High on Horror 420 at gmail.com. Check out our website, highonhard.com, and we got some reviews on there. And uh, I think that'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. Bye, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>